A congressionally mandated panel has been working for more than a year on ways to streamline the defense acquisition system. This week it released more than 600 pages of ideas, and that's just volume one. Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu has been digging through the first volume of the Section 809 panel and its first report to Congress, and Jared joins me now. 600 pages, Jared, that's a lot of recommendations. It is a lot of recommendations. I should say it is not all recommendations. Just to say a few words about the, the report itself and the structure of it, um, I, I would have to say it's it's pretty impressive. Uh, one, I think one of the worries you always have about an advisory group like this that's that's set out to, ta- to tackle a really complicated task is that it spends a lot of time admiring the problem and not enough time coming up with actual solutions. What they did in this report is there is some very, very deep background on a number of acquisition-related topics explaining how we got to this point across more than eight different sort of sub areas of DOD acquisition. But in addition to providing recommendations, the panel went ahead and went an extra step and came up with draft legislative language so that it's basically plug and play for Congress. And I think the intention here is to put a lot of their fixes directly into the uh, fiscal year 19 National Defense Authorization Act. Yeah, that was my next question. That's probably what they're aiming at. And you have people that Behind this whole thing, Dave Drabkin, longtime federal procurement executive, and Dee Lee, who was the top procurement executive at the Defense Department, heading up this whole effort with many, many people on the different committees. So not surprising they would come up with something that specific. Yeah, and I think that was a very smart thing to do because it's uh, one way to ensure that this thing doesn't sit on a shelf and gather dust. And I think they had some encouragement uh, from the fact that when that, that remember they actually released an interim report last summer with just three recommendations. Um, each one of those made their way into the 2018 Defense Authorization Bill. So I think they've gotten some encouragement from that fact and and seen that Congress is receptive to ideas that are well thought out and have some good arguments behind them. I wonder if it also strips away layers and layers and layers of changes, because every year Congress does something to defense procurement. Yeah, that's right. And I think that was really the the original intent behind this Section 809 panel. And there is a lot of that in this report. So let's talk about a few of those areas. One of them is they look to strip away a bunch of what they call statutory offices and designated officials, uh, 13 of those in all. So they're, they're looking to potentially get rid of organizations that we've talked about before, like the Office of Corrosion Policy and Oversight. That group was getting kind of rusty. That group was getting kind of rusty. That's right. Uh, so again, 13 of those in all, I, I should should say that the, the recommendations wouldn't directly get rid of those. They would just get rid of the congressional statutory requirement that those offices continue to exist. The idea being to give the Secretary of Defense and, and other DOD officials more flexibility to organize the department as they do their own restructuring if they come to the same conclusion and say these offices are getting a little rusty. Same thing on reports to Congress, which they think are also a, a burden on the acquisition system because they, of course, do take a tremendous amount of money and staff time. If they're useful, that's one thing. But if they've outlived their usefulness, that's another. So they recommend getting rid of about 20 of those uh, existing reports right now. And I think more importantly, they they, they want to set a statutory time frame so that any new report that Congress requires DOD to produce in the future automatically sunsets after five years. The requirement for that report goes away unless Congress comes back and specifically reauthorizes it. And then kind of getting back to the, the meat of what you were talking about before, there, there's a lot of recommendations dealing with 
scraping off the barnacles in particular of, of the commercial buying uh, system in DOD, which, of course, like the rest of the government, is supposed to be a simplified acquisition procedure. As you kind of indicated, Congress kind of created the system and tried to simplify it back in the 1990s with Federal Acquisition Streaming Act and the Federal Acquisition Reform Act. And since then, more and more layers have gotten uh, added on to commercial buying procedures to make them uh, more complicated than they were originally envisioned sure. to be. So there are, there are recommendations to get rid of well more than 100 of those um, specific uh, co- commercial item uh, contract clauses in the report as well. We're speaking with Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu, and I know that D. Lee had done a call to industry, and I guess a call to procurement people in the Pentagon, looking for easy, quick things that they said, things you hate, that could be removed immediately without a lot of statutory. Did it list some of those in the report? Yeah, that's a relatively recent effort, if I remember right. So I'm not sure that they had time to incorporate some of those uh, into the ideas that came into this this report. But we're going to have another edition coming up this summer and a final third volume coming up in January of 2019. So I'd I'd expect that's where you start to see some of that feedback that the uh, that the panel's been requesting via that mechanism. And it would seem this is destined to have a good reception on Capitol Hill because it was, of course, mandated by Capitol Hill. Yeah, it was mandated by Capitol Hill. And and as we said a few minutes ago, I think the original intent, what we all expected the panel to come up with was more of the, uh, you know, looking through for, um, you know, acquisition provisions that Congress and DOD have lay- layered on over the years that, again, have outlived their usefulness. The, the, the panel really did something interesting in the very beginning of the report, suggesting that they're going to look a lot deeper and a lot broader at the acquisition system itself. Um, they're, they're looking at, and this isn't fully fleshed out yet, it will probably be in volume two or volume three of the report, but really an entirely new acquisition approach that they call an outcome-based system uh, that would set up four separate lanes, one for products and services that are already available in the commercial marketplace, one that need one for uh, products and services that need minor customization, one for ones that need major customization, and then a, a final fourth lane for um, products and services that are really only applicable to the, the the defense market and you have to develop from scratch. And then presumably you would have, you know, different rules ranging from very, very simple to very complicated um, in each of those four lanes. So I think that goes beyond what we expected that the Section 809 panels mandate to be, and it will be interesting to see what they come out with when we finally see the results from 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 uh, th- their their sort of system redesign there. Because again, I think it goes broader than than what we expected. So they want to really maintain that distinction between, say, buying IT systems, buying commodity type stuff, and also from buying weapon systems, which sounds like that fourth lane would get at. I think that's right. And there's a lot of references in the report to this idea that I think everybody recognizes at this point that a lot of those distinctions have become blurred over the years. So weapon systems rules tend to get applied to defense business systems where they really should not be applicable. And just to say a word about defense business systems, that was also one of the main, main focus areas in this volume one of the report. The committee was sort of dismayed to, to find out that there are nine different layers of approval that a defense business system has to go through in order to uh, make its way through the defense acquisition system. So they recommend creating one single empowered entity within DOD that has most of the oversight of those systems and then adjusting the funding mechanisms for those systems as well so that they're not subject to annual appropriations in the same way a weapon system would be. You'd have something more like a working capital fund structure where you get rid of color of money problems. You know, is this 
RTD and E? Is this procurement? Is this O and M money? And and that would be able to that would be able to carry over at least in some amount from year to year, so that you've got the ability to do more agile system design and smaller, more tailored um, packages within a defense business system instead of treating it as this just giant uh, one one uh, major weapon system like chunk. And the panel was on Capitol Hill today to present the findings. Yeah, that's right. They started the rollout yesterday. Um, I'd, I'd be lying if I said that I've absorbed it all. It is very, it is very long, and I think Capitol Hill is going to have some work ahead of it too to uh, to take in everything that the committee's recommending. And again, these six hundred pages. And I know we're going to have some people on our air over the next few days who are smarter than me that can help us dig into some of the individual provisions. Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out his story at federalnewsradio.com.